Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 27. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. How's it going? How are you? Thank you so much for being back here with me again. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm going to keep on saying it. This podcast is seriously one of the coolest things I've ever done professionally, something I wanted to do for years. I'm so glad I finally started it back um, in November of last year in 2019. It's been awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the great reviews on iTunes. Thank you for following the show and me on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. And I hope that you're loving the show. So first things first, um, as I've been doing every episode recently, we are currently in May of 2020. So we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and I want to make sure and acknowledge that and send out my love to anybody that needs a little extra right now. It is not an easy time. There is a lot of crappity crap going on, weird things. And, um, I just, I just want to send you love. You might need a little extra today. Um, I hope you feel that. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you and your family are okay. I hope that you are safe all the things. Okay. So, all right, here we go. Let's get into the show. Before we get to today's interview, which is a really good one. And yes, I know I say that all the time, but you know what? Hey, all my freaking interviews are good. Okay. So there, um, yeah, Dan Peterson is on the show today and lots of good stuff we talked about, but first I have got to talk to you about TikTok. <sighs> okay. I have talked a little about TikTok on the show in recent weeks, but look, we really need to break some things down. I've got some really detailed information for you, some things that I've been learning on TikTok. Um, I am extremely active on TikTok right now. I'm posting about twice a day. Um, it's really been a really cool experience for me personally, because if you're not familiar, TikTok is an app where um, it's just full of quick video, usually like 15 seconds. It can be to music. It can be to like a background, um, like a lip sync type situation or not, but it's kind of quick content. It's um, You need to be creative. Uh, it needs to be entertaining or at least fascinating or intriguing. And it's just right up my alley. So personally, I have felt very fulfilled being on TikTok. It's something that I've never experienced before on social media. And I truly love social media, but it's kind of like when, I mean, clearly here I am talking about social media on the show all the time, but it's kind of like how when stories first came out on Instagram, this was, gosh, I don't know, maybe four years ago or something. I'm, I don't know the exact date, but I was so excited because it was just different. It was a way to deliver quick content to someone where I could, if you've been following me for all this time on Instagram, you know, I've been dancing in my Instagram stories for all these years. Um, so whether you're entertaining and you're doing something fun and crazy, cool, whatever, or you're just showing someone behind the scenes of your life with like a quick video, like this is what I'm having for breakfast or whatever. 
that's, you know, I felt so excited when stories came about because of that, because I'm a creator and I want to get um, that content out to people and help people, you know, have a smile or, or something thought provoking or something, you know? That's that's um, that's the performer in me. So when TikTok really started to explode, you can just imagine it was for me. It was like Jack freaking pot, man. Like um, what? Like I like it's in, not only allowed but encouraged that I like dance and like lip sync and do all kinds of fun silly stuff to hit songs on this app, and then like millions of people could see it, and that's just what you do and that's it. That's the whole point. Amazing. So I've been having fun. It's been very personally fulfilling for me. Um, but I've been really kind of pushing it. Like I said, posting a couple times a day. I've had a few days where I posted three times. I'm really pushing it because I noticed I started growing at a very fast pace, particularly for someone who's not already um, a notable person. I, I don't have any um, fame yet. Ha ha. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not already like in the news or thank goodness um, <laughs> or anything like that. You see what I'm saying? So um, it's a place where anybody could get on there and see huge growth. And by huge growth, I mean like at least 100 new followers a day. It's absolutely wild. So I had a time period where in, um, let's see, I had, I was, I averaged about 300 new followers a day over like a few day period. That was wild. And like I said, I've already been gaining about a hundred a day just on average. And then I, I've even seen days where it was 200 a day. It's a lot of followers, but it's not just followers. It's also lots of engagement. I'm getting lots of comments on the videos that I've done that have kind of gone viral or semi-viral and done well. Okay. So I want to, um, I want to kind of break it down for you and give you some tips and tell you some things that I've learned about TikTok in particular, if you're wanting to try it out. And by the way, you don't have to be a dancer like me. You don't have to be some sort of performer, um, at all. There's other people using it in other ways that aren't really like performers and they're getting creative and they're using it for their businesses. So there's lots of ways you can use TikTok to your advantage. Um, okay. So here's some things that I've learned. Everybody, as you always have heard with social media says, be consistent, be consistent. And that's true. Of course, you don't want to just go, you know, silent on your audience for any significant period of time on any social media platform. But I'm noticing that with TikTok, the consistency factor is like, basically, let me give you an example. When I post a new video to TikTok, I see very soon after I post that, a boost in activity on my account and not just necessarily for the video that I just posted. Okay. It's like, it's like every time I post, it just gives my account an overall boost. It's like TikTok is rewarding me for posting yet again. Okay. And so I noticed that I'll start seeing, yeah, of course I'll start seeing views and likes and comments on the video I just posted, but I will start seeing them on other ones. So say I haven't posted in eight hours or something on TikTok. So maybe my TikTok was a little bit slower. There wasn't quite as much activity going on. As soon as I post that next thing, 
like the following maybe like 20 minutes or something like that. I just start getting all kinds of engagement. That's really, really cool. Um, also something that I've noticed that you should know about TikTok is that these videos live on. <laughs> they live on and on and on. Um, you don't see this as much on like say Twitter or Instagram. A lot of times Twitter and Instagram need initial momentum whenever you first post for that post to really see, um, high levels of reach and engagement. But on TikTok, much like Facebook or LinkedIn, but TikTok is just exploding right now, is that a video that I did, you know, like there's a video that I did back in January that's one of my highest viewed videos. I think it has like 150,000 views or something like that. And I was getting likes and comments on that shit for like, well, all the way up until recently, like for like three months. Okay. So keep that in mind. You never know whenever a piece of content that you created on TikTok could still end up going viral or could still just end up getting a lot of attention. It's totally possible. Also, because of that, keep in mind, don't, there's no, I wouldn't suggest going on there and being like, happy Friday, right? Because odds are, a lot of people are going to see that video on a day that is not Friday. Okay. So just cause you posted it on that day, it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, it, it doesn't mean you can't make a video where it mentions Friday, but you see what I'm saying? Don't always focus on the actual day or even the, the maybe special occasion or holiday that's happening. You don't want to only focus your content around that sort of thing because like I said, this content lives on and on and on. Um, the next thing that you should know about TikTok for sure is that creativity really does matter. I mean, it really, really matters. Um, I've seen lots of stuff. I've been really studying what other people are doing as well. And what I'm noticing is that even when, even when someone may not be the most beautiful, fabulous looking person or the most uh, you know, the most perfect house in the background or the most, you know, anything that seems like it would be perfect. Even when that's not the case, someone's video can still do really, really well if they were being creative. And there's really cool ways to be creative. And there's, ten, I'm not going to go all into it. That'd take a million years, but there's lots of TikTok tutorials on TikTok itself. You can find tutorials of how to do certain things like little cool editing tricks and things like that. Um, but also if people are just creative, like in my way, I don't usually, I do a little bit of editing stuff, but most of my creativity is from me thinking of how I can take the song, it, you know, the clip of a song. You have to make sure the song is available on TikTok, by the way. But say I go, oh, love this song. The song is really inspiring me. It's such a fun song to dance to. And then I go and make sure it's on TikTok. Okay. I found it. And like, how can I fit that into something and make it creative and make it, make it fun, right? Um, so get creative in your own way because just standing there and just like, you know, kind of like dancing around and not doing much and it's like, you know, if there's not much going on and there's no reason for somebody to watch you, they probably won't. You see what I'm saying? So whatever you're doing, remember be creative. Also, just like with any other thing on social media or on camera, really, um, you know, try to try to get some good lighting. Look, I will say that it's not quite as 
crucial, it seems, on TikTok because a lot of people are doing TikToks inside of their home and all different um, rooms in the home, and they don't always have good lighting. Um, And that's okay. It's not like going to destroy you if you don't have perfect lighting, but it definitely enhances the viewer's experience whenever they're watching you with good light on you. So if you could be in front of a mirror or if you happen to have a ring light or something, I definitely recommend that using that kind of thing when you can. And because you never know when um, your video will pop up on somebody's feed here or there, um, I definitely would say, you know, stay recognizable as you, right? And so that doesn't mean you always have to wear the same shirt, or you, although there is a dude that I follow who's an actor who does wear the same shirt pretty much every day um, when he films. So that's probably... It's probably a cool idea for him, right? Because people are going to remember him because of that shirt. But anyway, I don't mean you have to wear the same shirt or the exact same hairdo or whatever every single time you film. But like, you know, make sure somebody can recognize that it's you pretty easily because bottom line, they're scrolling through videos really quickly. And and if it's difficult to recognize that this is another one of your videos, then they may not be making that good like kind of personal connection with you. And finally, I will say definitely use the trending music, use the popular music. And if you're like, how do I know what the popular music is, Brittany? Well, for me, um, I make sure and I spend some time on the app watching other people's videos so that I can see what, what songs people are using. And if I don't vibe well with the song, even if it's super popular, but I'm like, ugh, God, I hate that song or like it brings me down or whatever, then I'm not going to use it. You know, if, if I'm not going to be able to create something fun or entertaining with that music, I'm not going to use it. But if it's if it's a popular song at the time on TikTok, and I feel like it's you know it's cool, and I can I can you know dance to it or do something silly with my wine or something like that, then I will definitely use it. So definitely use the popular music, and if you. Uh, also want to use other kinds of music that maybe is not trending on TikTok, but go for things that people recognize. So speaking of wine videos, I have a lot of wine related TikToks because that's a big part of my personal brand. So clearly I'm going to talk about wine. People know me for that, but also I love wine. So that's fun. Um, But anyway, an example is um, the song, oh goodness, I think it's called Love is Strange from um, Dirty Dancing, you know, um, Oh, Sylvia. Yes, Mickey. How do you call your lover boy? Oh, gosh. I don't have rights to that song. You know what I'm talking about, that song? Okay. <laughs> I um, I used that song in a wine-related video, and it was not necessarily a popular song on TikTok. It's just that people know that song, especially the, the part that I used, right? So you definitely want people to connect with the music, if there's music involved in your video. Okay, that's it. I could talk, 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 talk on and on and on about TikTok, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to bring that conversation to a close. I hope you will find me on TikTok. Just look me up. It's just under my name, Brittany Crossan. Give me a follow. Um, leave me a comment. Say hello. Tell me you listen to the show. I would love to hear from you on there, and I hope you enjoy my videos. If you have questions about it, please reach out to me anytime. Okay, and I mentioned my wine videos. I want to make sure and mention the wine itself. So you may have heard me talk about this. My new favorite kind of wine is this clean crafted wine that I have been having delivered to my house, which thank God for wine deliveries. Yes. I mean, come on. 
is there a better delivery? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so this clean crafted wine is it's clean crafted because it, they don't have any added like they don't use like chemicals, pesticides. They don't um, they don't add any extra sugar. I didn't know that a lot of mass produced wines they add extra sugar. Like they add sugar to the wine. Like what? God, no wonder a lot of people probably get like headaches and stuff like that, right? Anyway, so. The clean crafted wine, they don't do that. It's just pure, delicious, wonderful wine. <laughs> and they support smaller family-owned vineyards. So if you know anything about me, you know I come from a family business. So for me to think about, you know, these people supporting family businesses, that's very exciting. And I it just touches my heart. I love it so much. So if you want to get more information about this clean crafted wine, um, just go to brittanycrossoncom slash wine. Okay. And one more thing before we get to that interview, I want to make sure I mention this because I'm really excited about it. So some new services that I am offering in my business that should be super helpful to a lot of you guys. Cause I know I get messages from so many people and I'm I have a hard time sometimes keeping up because, and I'm, thank you, please message me anytime you have questions. I'm so happy to help. Um, It's just that it gets to be difficult to do. So I have, um, I have, well, I have one, one service that I've already had, but I have a new service added to my service roster that's going to help a lot of you guys out. So the first one that was already there is um, basically it's a social media strategy session. And you you get to have um, two video chats with me and you're actually provided like a, a full-on social media strategy for your business. Like really like laid out for you details, step-by-step, what you should be doing, so on and so forth. It's really detailed. It's customized for you and what you need, right? Because somebody might tell you, oh, you just have to be on Instagram, right? Well, maybe you don't have to be on Instagram. Maybe that's not, that's not a place that is good for your business, right? And people might say, you just have to take, you know, this kind of photo. Well, maybe you don't. Everybody is different. That's why I love this service so much because I can talk to you and find out exactly what you are wanting to accomplish and then we create the exact plan. So that's that one. But the new one, the new service I'm offering is personal branding coaching. This is also a one-on-one service, you know, just me and you, but it's focused more on creating, building, and maintaining your own personal brand, right? So it's everything from confidence building, getting yourself on camera, really, really, um, getting together what your message is for your audience, what you want your personal brand to be all about, and then actually laying out a strategy, just like the social media strategy. But in this case, it's going to be, yes, a social media strategy, but also focused on your personal brand, how to get you out there in front of people, how to attract people to you, to your social media, just by being you. So I'm really excited about these services. If you want to set up a free 30-minute phone call with me to uh, talk about all this stuff and see if we can get together and do some good things with your social media and with your branding, all you got to do is go to my website. Go to brittanycrossin.com and in the menu, just click on work with me. And then you're going to see the description of these services there. And you're also going to see a link where you can actually schedule a call with me. 
Okay, let's move forward because seriously, this interview is so good. Dan Peterson had so much to offer. He's talking about social media for businesses, of course. He owns an agency in the Chicago area, but he's also talking about social media for a brick and mortar business and a local business. So we're we're talking about both kinds of businesses, not just online, but also a physical local business and really building up that community and all of the cool tips that he has to offer. So it's a really, really good interview. I think you're going to love it. So stay tuned. Up next is Dan Peterson. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is the owner of FlipSwitch, a full-service social media marketing and branding company located in Chicago, where he's worked with hundreds of businesses, both big and small. And a few fun facts about him are that he's a musician. He's been performing solo and in bands for 20 years. He's also a husband and a dad of three girls and one dog. (laughs) Oh, and I must say congratulations because his business just celebrated its eight-year anniversary. So welcome to the show, Dan Peterson. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. I I really do appreciate your time. I'm really excited. I already told you, I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, So yeah, I'm really, really pumped. Um, Mm -hmm. But first, I just want to... Well, hang on. My first question before we get into anything else. What, What do you play? You're a musician. What do you play? Guitar. So okay. I'm the guitar singer frontman type, but okay. I'm just solo. I don't have a band anymore. So okay. it's all just, just me. That's cool. I love it so it's much. It, music. I mean, we don't even have to get into a deep music talk, but I, I come from a performing background. I'm not a musician, but like um, theater, musical theater, acting and all these things. So I feel, I, I love it. It's so important. Music is so important, but you already know that. Very cool. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. So that's great. My fun. son is learning guitar at a local, like little kids school of rock thing. Oh, cool. So, yeah, cool. it's it's really awesome. I love watching it, seeing all like these little bitty kids performing these rock and roll, like old school. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. I uh, I was self-taught and it probably shows. So <laughs> getting started <laughs> hey, early. Hey, you're way more of a pro than most of us are. Um, okay. So that's really cool. Let me let me just give you a chance though to, in your own words, kind of tell tell the audience. Um, about your professional background, like why you started FlipSwitch and what y'all do and everything? Sure. So I grew up in small business. My family is full of entrepreneurs. Um, Literally every family member for the most part has owned a business at some point if they don't still currently own own a business. And um, I grew up with my um, immediate family, my parents, grandparents, aunt and uncle owning a Ben Franklin store back in the 80s. And that was, if you're not familiar, that's like a variety store. They had everything from 
uh, craft supplies and candy and stationary goods and uh, toys to women's clothing and all kinds of stuff. So it was like a precursor to Walmart almost. And they were on a small scale in lots of towns around the country. Um, And my parents owned one in a small town that I grew up in. So I lived there every day from the time I was just, you know, knee high until I was in high school when they got out of the business. Um, And then they also owned a Kim Dry carpet cleaning franchise. And so I've always been around that type of uh, retail and small business upbringing. And then I um, progressed as I started getting older. I managed pizza places and I managed a lumberyard and uh, just always had that managerial aspect of what I did. And then that kind of rolled over into business ownership later. And uh, I owned a couple sales offices with the company. And then back in 2012, when I started FlipSwitch, um, that was a consulting company based on the first two years were web design. And we did web design for small businesses. Your sound kind of got crackly. Oh, sorry. Can you it's hear okay. me? Yep, uh, I hear you. Hang on here. It says the speaker's not working. Let me... It says you check your connection or use a different speaker. Can it you hear good. me now? Yeah, it sounds good now. Okay. I'll so you can just pick in. up on... You got to like 2012 when you decided to start. Okay. So in 2012, uh, I started FlipSwitch, which was a consulting group um, designed to build websites for small businesses that didn't have deep pockets. And then we went into social media six years ago, and that's when uh, things really changed. And now we're just a social media company. Uh, We don't do web design anymore, really. Um, We outsource stuff like that. But uh, we help small businesses all over the country from coast to coast, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We're we're here to help them grow and maintain. But the big thing is we provide top-level service at a price that they can afford because there's a lot of high-price social media companies out there. Um, They're charging thousands of dollars a month and small businesses can't afford that. So right. for the like 10 bucks a day, you can have our company do it all for you. Wow. That's awesome. I really, I relate to that. Um, a lot. I mentioned to you that I'm from, from small business family life as well. And you're right. right. Like there needs to be a service for that type of business that yep. has that, that budget, but still has needs. So I love 100%. that. Yeah. That's, that's why we started it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, It's been a crazy eight years. You know, we've seen a lot and done a lot. And then the pandemic hit and now it's everything's in turmoil. But <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it's a little, it's a little wild, not a little wild. It's a lot wild right now. So if you're listening way later in the future to this episode, we're recording. It's actually May 1st uh, today of 2020. So we are in the middle of the coronavirus situation still. So just a kind of a little note there in case you're listening later on. Um, Okay. I love that so much. I love that we share that. We can have that connection about like the family business and all of that. That's absolutely amazing. And I had never heard of, what'd you say? Ben and Franklin? Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. Ben Franklin. I'd never heard of that, but that sounds, that sounds cool to me as a kid to be able to be around that, but I don't know. It was awesome. It was absolutely looking back. It's the best time of my life. Like it was the coolest thing to be able to just go to the store that your family owned and like check out the new toys, like the new GI Joes that were on the (laughs) shelf at the time. And um, all the cool stuff that came with it. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It's a really, really good childhood in that regard. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. I have some memories myself of, um, being at my dad's office as a kid and we would play office like me and my friend or me and my brothers. 
and now I think back and I think those ladies that worked in the office were probably so pissed the next day because we would go, we were having so much fun and we would go and we would take their paper and their pins and we would pretend. And now I'm going, Oh no, I'm sorry. What did I do? But <laughs> it was good memories. We probably, I'm sure we did very minimal damage. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Um, okay. So speaking of these kinds of businesses, that's what we're going to talk about today is specifically about social media for like a brick and mortar, physical, local business, which a lot of this could apply to any business, I'm sure. But I really want to talk about that kind of business, especially like I said, now we're in the middle of this coronavirus situation. And those are the people being extremely affected by this. And I know you've got a thing going on, pivot, don't panic right now, right? So would you kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. So it's hashtag pivot, don't panic. And it's a campaign that my company came up with to uh, just encourage small businesses to get creative and innovative. And instead of throwing in the towel or thinking, thinking that they can't um, change their ways and, and find ways to continue to be in business, instead of that, we want them you know, to encourage them to get creative, think out of the box, and find ways that they can start selling things differently or providing value to their customers or at the very least engaging more and better with their online audience, especially through social media in this case. So we started that um, right at the beginning of this pretty much to uh, give them a voice. And, you know, we, we talk about a lot of different businesses on social media. We use their examples. Um, there's cases where, for example, a, uh, a small bakery on the West Coast, they started, uh, you know, they couldn't have people coming into their bakery anymore. So they got a truck and they started taking online orders and delivering to different zip codes on different days. And they're booming. They've actually added extra vehicles. Um, but by the time they come out of this, they're going to be able to take the new form of business, pair it with the old business that they were already doing and have a huge impact on their, on their top line when they come out of this. So, uh, and we're seeing a lot of that. There's a lot of innovation that's coming from this and hopefully a lot of businesses can uh, find different ways to, you know, to restructure and to get creative and couple that with what they were already doing and come out ahead in the end. So, right. I love that hashtag pivot. Don't panic. Okay. You guys look for that. Look for that hashtag for sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. It's, it's, um, and I'm sure you understand because when you work in this industry, like we do, you, these ideas start flowing and that's what happened when all this started. I started kind of thinking like that. I started, <coughs> excuse me, thinking, okay, what, how can people get creative? What should we be doing? I was talking, um, on my, to my own audience about, um, uh, restaurants in particular, like go ahead and get on camera and show people how to make one of your popular, more simple things. Like it's okay to give away the secret. Trust me, they're going to come to your restaurant later when you reopen. They don't want to keep making it on their own, <coughs> own at home, but it's like you said, you're keeping people engaged. They're craving your food still. It's kind of fun. You know, use it. Use social media, right? Right. That's exactly right. You know, there's already cookbook. <laughs> so with, um, you know, with things like the internet and cookbooks and everything else, people could make anything they want. They want to go out to eat and they're going to continue to go out to eat because of the ambiance and the, uh, the energy that it brings and the ability to take your family and go sit down and be waited on instead of, cooking in your kitchen and having the kids running around. And, you know, it's, it's the experience that you buy when you go to a restaurant as much as it is the food. Yep. So you're exactly right. And that's a great example of what we're trying to encourage some of our clients to do is to get, you know, get creative, get behind the camera, start doing stuff on social media that you weren't doing before 
and use this opportunity. You know, social media usage is up 66% as of the time of you and I talking right now. Wow. So what a great time to engage people, to find new audiences, new people online that weren't already maybe using social media as much. Now they're at home with nothing to do. They're on the phone all day long and you can, uh, you know, really tap into that, that presence and that extra audience to grow your business when you, when we come out of this and go back to the normal. Right. Right. I agree so much. We're on the same page. Um, yeah, totally. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I know people that are doing it themselves. Um, and that it's not really like their thing, social media. I know people struggle with that and they, but you know, it just, it doesn't have to be complicated. It really can be simple. It doesn't have to be super fancy all the time. If you're somebody that can't, that can't afford to hire somebody, that's what I always tell everybody. Like it's, let's just simplify it. It doesn't have to be a huge production every time, right? When you get on social, it can be something kind of easy. Yeah, something's better than nothing, too. I mean, yes. in certain regards, I, I should walk that back a little bit. So, obviously, you want to give off a certain brand image and you want to be consistent, but there's so much room for opportunity with with brands that aren't using it at all in some cases or are barely using social media. To this is a chance, you know. You've got extra time, probably, or if not, you've got you've certainly got the motivation right now because your business needs the help. Even if you can't afford it, you should be out there pushing, you know, get behind, like I said, get behind the camera and start doing something, uh, do some live videos, uh, post extra pictures. I mean, whatever you can do, but definitely don't sit on your hands and not do anything because that's the the wrong approach right now. So, right, right. And I like the story you shared about that one um, business delivering stuff and all that. I've seen a lot of that even locally here in my community in the Houston area. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people doing that. Um, going and just delivering stuff, like whatever. I mean, there's one restaurant that's just down the road that they they had like a drive-through pickup situation, but it wasn't even just their cooked dishes. It was like other food, like groceries. Like you could buy some steaks and you, I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's so smart. Why not? Like you have it, you can sell it, do it. <laughs> that's exactly right. We're seeing that up here in, in Chicagoland too. You know, some of the, um, some of the uh, businesses that we work with and a lot that we don't all are all doing things like um, like liquor and wine, um, beer, cocktail type drive up. You know, you order your your steak dinner, but you can also order a bottle of wine, which you couldn't do before because of the liquor laws and stuff like that. So um, there's different things that have opened up and the, the government's changed. Local governments have changed and ordinances and things like that to allow businesses to find different ways to grow their revenue um, and try to maintain during this time. But, you know, going back to like what you were just saying with the, the bulk good grocery type of purchase um, we've seen like one of our clients has a steak uh, combo thing where you can go in and you can actually buy the, the USDA prime meat that you can't even really get in stores, buy it raw, take it home and cook it the way you want. And they never had that before. And it's just something that is really innovative and, and creative. And it's a, it's a cool thing to see businesses doing things like that in the middle of all this. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, on clearly a horrible time in certain aspects, but for those business owners that are doing these things and pushing through and being innovative, it's going to be amazing later, you know, once you get through it. And that's what we think. Yeah. We really, obviously it's terrible. There's gonna be a lot of businesses that go out of business, right? They already are. But, and we're not saying that this pivot, don't panic thing is the end all be all 
cure-all for businesses. But the mentality behind it is going to help lift a lot of people over the line to keep them going at least for another month or so until we can, you know, come out of this as a nation, which hopefully it sounds like it's going to. Um, Again, if you're listening to this later on, it probably already did, hopefully. But we uh, we're just trying to make sure that people can have the best chance at maintaining or even growing their business when it's all said and done. And a lot of them, of course, like, like I said, have already gone out of business or will, but for the ones that don't, Hey, this is, this is your chance to reevaluate things and hopefully learn what you can do now that is going to, again, double with what you're already doing in the future and end up growing your revenue. There's gonna be a lot of businesses that come out of this. A lot of our clients, in fact, are going to come out of this way ahead. Right. Self-serving thing here, but they've got our help, right? Which is a huge thing. Right. But even the ones that aren't relying on us, they're still taking our ideas and they're moving forward with it. And that's what's so exciting to see. Right. Hopefully hopefully there's an upside to it. Yeah. No, I think, no, I think there definitely is. There usually is in in any sort of uh, bad situation. Um, Okay, cool. So yeah, that's, that's more specific about like what's going on right now. I would love to hear kind of whether it's for stuff going on right now or just in general, um, your take on social media for the brick and mortar local business. It's so important. And something I think I mentioned to you before we started our recording here uh, the other day was that something I noticed is that, well, clearly people in general with social media are very concerned with numbers, um, numbers of followers, numbers of likes and all these things. But with, with, I feel like with, correct me if I'm wrong or if you agree or disagree, but I feel like with a local business, especially a smaller one, that you don't, it's okay if you don't have a gazillion freaking followers like all these other bigger companies because it's like you want your community. It's, it's going to be smaller, right? Like I feel like people are kind of hard on themselves when it comes to that. Absolutely. Um, so great example. At my company, we don't even really look at followers as a key metric anymore. Two reasons, uh, or maybe three, based on what you just said, it's a local business, right? For the, for the most part, we're working with a lot of brick and mortar companies, mom and pop type businesses. That's what I built Flip Switch for. So these small businesses need to focus on what we call hyper-local marketing. Find and incorporate local organizations and groups and audiences into your social media campaign and grow that local base. Even if it, you know, even if it only means you have 500 followers on Facebook, if you're reaching, so what we look at, we look at reach and engagement. How many people are you reaching and how many people are engaging with your posts, meaning liking, clicking, commenting, sharing, and all of that, taking action on those posts. Mm -hmm. Those two metrics are far more valuable than followers because followers are only a snapshot of your overall social media presence. Um, The reach and engagement is where it's at. We have lots of clients that only have 100 or 200 followers on some of their pages, but they're reaching 10,000 or 20,000 local people per month because of the organic capabilities and because of some, a little bit of boosted posts and paid ads and stuff like that here and there, just a couple dollars here and there though goes a long way. Um, So my point is, is that you're right. They have to focus on that local, what we call hyper-local content to build that backyard following and not worry about the, you know, the fortune 50 and fortune 500 companies out there that have 10,000 followers on their page. That's not who their audience is. You're trying to engage with your local community like school districts, park districts, police, fire, uh, chambers of commerce, all those organizations yeah. cross-promoting within them and getting them to cross-promote your brand. And next thing you know, you are the name brand in your community 
from a mom and pop standpoint. Um, so that's a key thing. And then also looking at numbers like followers from a, uh, an overarching standpoint, there are a lot of experts out there right now that are saying things like, uh, you know, with Instagram, the followers are going to go away. And if they do away with followers and likes, the next thing is saves, right? So you want to provide valuable content that people are saving and that they're using for future reference and get away from just looking at likes and followers, because if that goes away, everybody's equal. It totally levels the playing field. And it's going to bring everything back to how good is your content. Wouldn't that be wild if, if if people could not see, I mean, I know that the, the, the the idea is that you as the account owner could see who's following you, but right. But that other people can't see your count, your follower count, which is, it's kind of mind blowing, especially when it comes to something like Instagram. (laughs) I can't imagine what that's going to do. Yeah, it, there's a lot of people freaking out about that possibility from, you know, because they've worked so hard to build that that facade is really what it is. You know, it's like, okay, you got 50,000 followers. Great. But for the smaller people that don't have that, but are putting out good value, now it levels the playing field. And um, at the same time, the other side of the coin is that they want to, or the theory behind it is that it's going to help people's mental state, especially younger people, yeah. you know, teenagers and things like that, that all they can worry about is like, well, my friend's got a thousand views and I only got five. Why is that? I must be a bad person. I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And the mental effect that this is having on some young people right now is, is devastating. So if they do away with that, it levels the playing field in that regard too. And now you're no better or no worse on paper, or in this case on a screen than your friends and family and whoever else. So it, it allows people to, Again, focus on content, focus on what's truly of value and not so much on what somebody may or may not think by clicking the heart button. Right. Well, that's a good point that you say that talking about people's mental state and stuff. I mean, and if you've never had that issue, then you don't, you've never had that issue, but some people really truly have that issue. Another thing though, that's interesting. If you think back in marketing, just in general, marketing and advertising from years ago, what what other kind was there that we all knew how many people like we didn't know how many people cut the coupon out of the paper like right. there was like there was no popularity competition on that we didn't know how many people called the 800 number on the you know commercial right like That's right. <laughs> we had no clue so it, it's a totally different beast social media it's it really a- is and and to a to your point it's a, there's a positive side. There's always a positive and negative to everything, right? Sure. So the positive side of that is from an analytics standpoint, small businesses and any size business can track all of this and they can actually see where their ROI is coming from and what type of value they're getting from their posts. So by, by being able to track that data, it's value that you never had 10, 20 years ago or you know, forever up until just recently. Right. Um, like you said, you couldn't, you couldn't tell how many people took your coupon out of the newspaper and brought it in unless you kept it under the tray in the, in the cash register and you right. counted at the end of the night. Now, see, here's my, my retail experience coming back. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, we had eight people today redeem this coupon from the local newspaper. Right. Now you can run all kinds of offers and things online and, and track not just how many people bring it in, but how many people clipped it, so to speak, right? They saved it, but they never used it. Well, why did they save it, but not use it? And over time, you can take all that data and all those analytics and dig in and really get a a big meta picture of what's going on within your 
uh, within your business. And it allows you to make changes on the fly, which is really cool because you couldn't do that back when you ran a newspaper ad because once you ran it, it was done. You'd already spent the money. It was printed, done. Now, on a minute-by-minute basis, you can literally see what's going on in your business from a snapshot standpoint, and you can make those changes on the fly and allow your business to grow that much faster if you're on top of things. Now, if you're not, then that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> Right. So what do you think, <clears throat> just a, pop, a question just popped up in my head. What is your opinion on small business owners, the type that we're, we're talking about um, with like a local business, you know, that either don't have social media yet at all, like they have not even freaking signed up <laughs> or maybe they signed up but they never did anything or they barely ever post, you know, that kind of person. What do, do you find that that just comes from like some sort of fear of, of digging into it? Or do you think it's because maybe there's still people that don't understand the value of it or, or both? It's all of it. So some of it is not wanting to recognize that the world has changed and everything is digital <laughs> and that when people get in their car and they drive from point A to point B, 80% of the, or, you know, everybody, but the driver, well, sometimes even the driver, unfortunately, but everybody in the car is immediately on their phones looking at social media. It's just statistically what they're doing. 80% of people, when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they do is check their social media channels. Um, before they go to bed at night, 90%, I think is the stat in certain age groups that check their phone before they go to bed. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's almost everything. So people, business owners don't, uh, the ones that don't want to realize that and they don't want to come to terms with, Hey, it's changed. I really need to pull my head out of the sand and get into this arena. It's not too late. That's the other thing. A lot, I think a lot of people at this point feel like they've missed the boat and they haven't, we're just getting started. Love that. Yes. It's really just now getting to a point where people are taking it as seriously as they are. And there's going to be so many platforms that come out in the next five to 10 years. And I mean, look at TikTok, right? TikTok (laughs) blasts onto the scene. It's the craziest platform out there. You've got half a billion users um, using it. And you've got all these people doing crazy stuff on there. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, teenage kids dancing and doing stuff like that, but there's a whole business side to it. And small businesses can use that. There's, a, there's actually a small business. One of the first ones I saw on there uh, was doing candle sales. They make candles and they created funny videos for candles and they did all this cool stuff. They put out three posts and had reached 140,000 people and had 15,000 followers. Where can you get 15,000 followers in three posts with 140,000 views? That's unbelievable. It is. It is unbelievable. But going back to your point with social media, it's a combination of things, right? So you do, you have people that don't want to pull their head out of the sand. You've got people that know that they're, they need to use it and they have the pages set up and they post occasionally or, you know, rarely, whatever. Um, But they don't know how to really do it. They don't quote unquote, get it. They don't understand um, what, what to do, when to do it, what the audience is looking for. It's very, um, out in left field for them. It's, it's, it's difficult to grasp. And that comes from age mostly. I mean, if you really look at most business owners right now with brick and mortar stores are in their forties, fifties, sixties, it's just the way it is. So yeah, you've got some people like I'm, I'm 41 and I'm a dinosaur in social media compared to people that are 21, right? I surround myself with people that are much smarter than me, but I'm a dinosaur. And I'm on the young end of business ownership. So you take people that are 40s, 50s, 60s year old, you know, year old people that have run 
standard brick and mortar businesses for maybe 20 years. And all of a sudden, a few years ago, now they're, they're being pushed in this new direction that's completely not anything they grew up with, um, nothing that they could have imagined even growing up with, because it's just so crazy to them that you can have this many people watching everything you do on social media. That It blows people's minds. To this day, we get people all the time. It's like, I can't believe that 10,000 people would want to look at what we post. And we hear <laughs> stuff like that. And so there's that aspect, right? They, they don't want to pull their head out of the sand. They know that they need to, and they, they try, but they don't know how, and they're scared. And then the third thing is that they, they get into it, and they realize they don't have the time or the expertise to do it. And it discourages them to a certain degree. But moreover, it just has a, uh, a time suck aspect to it where they're like, you know what, I'm so busy. The last thing I think, I think about at the start or end of the day is what am I going to post and am I going to monitor it? And what if people ask questions? I mean, they don't even, that's like so far beyond what they have time for in their mind that they don't want to do it. Right. And that's, that's, I, what, that's actually why, you know, again, short commercial here for Flipswitch, that's why my company exists. It's not that you can't do social media yourself, but there's a lot of analytical data-driven stuff that we do that you don't know about as a normal everyday Joe. And it's time and expertise. That's what I tell people we sell. We, we're, we do it consistently. You're getting several posts a day. You're getting all the monitoring. You know, we're watching everything that your people are asking. You know, people, customers are going on asking questions. All that. We're responding to all that in real time. You're running your business. We're doing all that for you. And that's the benefit of having people like you and I that, that do this for people. So right. it's, it's, a, it's a big plus for them if they know what's out there, if they know the help is there. But Right. Yeah, no, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you. All those reasons are things that I've seen as well. Um, the, the clients that I have that I do full service work for are kind of like, don't, like, they're just not, they're like, I can't even get on there. I don't. Yeah. Like you please handle this. Yeah. <laughs> so That's either right. they don't want to because they're like, oh my god, that just no. Or like you said, a, a small business owner is busy. Usually they're wearing a gazillion hats already in their business. They don't have like a humongous team all the time yes. to do every little thing for them. Um, and yeah, how handy is that to have somebody help? But um, but you're right. I love that you mentioned that it's you're not late. You're you're really not or you're not as late to the game as you think you are. Yeah. I mean, because really think about it. What for it's, you know, 10 years of social media ish. I don't know. I mean, technically it's been longer than that, but like of it being really popular and then not yeah. even really for business though. Social media for business is, is younger than that. Really? Right. Yes, it is. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, um, and that's my point. Like people, I think, I think they just feel like they're so far behind their competition in some cases, like I think they feel like, oh, my restaurant only has 200 followers and the place down the street that sells some you know, similar food has 2000 followers or 5000 followers. There's no way I can catch up to them, which is wrong, of course, but they think that, you know, there's no way I can compete on a digital scale. And instead of jumping in with both feet, I'm just going to stick my head back in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. And maybe if I get lucky, social media will go away. And I feel like that that's how people think. And you and I laugh because, and I laugh every time I say that, but it's really to that point where like, we just had a client uh, or a potential client that we were talking with the other day and they've had a Facebook page for years. They've got no posts. They set it up, but didn't know how to really do anything. They, even though they knew how to post, they just didn't think that it would be good. So here we are years later, no posts, no following and very little business coming into the business because of it. Mm. And they could have easily 
that didn't have to be that way. They could have started years ago and probably had a really thriving business right now. But, you know, you, you make your choices sometimes in business and too many people and time flies too, in all fairness, like next thing, you know, you didn't post for a month, but now it's been six months. Oh, now it's been two years. (laughs) Wow. I really started that page two years ago. You know, I mean, time really does fly. And in all fairness, I think that business owners get overwhelmed, but again, that's why you and I have a a company, you know, what we do. what, so what do you think, <clears throat> before I let you go, I want to make sure and ask you this, um, for, for a small business owner that is, is like, okay, I'm going to, I got to start doing some stuff. I can't quite hire flip switch yet. I want to, you know, spend a few months learning, you know, on their own. What, what would you say to them? Or like, what would you recommend? Would you recommend that they come up with a strategy? Would you recommend that they have some sort of schedule of how often they post and how they do things or what, what are your thoughts on that of how somebody could just start doing something on their own? Sure. Um, so you touched on the first part of it is figure out what you're trying to accomplish. So <laughs> are you selling, are you, are you selling something through your website and you're trying to drive traffic to that e-commerce portal? Are you, do you have a brick and mortar and you're trying to drive traffic through the door? Do you have a combination of things? Do you have a newsletter or email blast that you're trying to get people to sign up for on the website to get them to get this information to eventually come through your door. Uh, Whatever your calls to action are in your business, the actionable items, whether they're in real life or online, that's the goal. Whatever that is for your business, you got to figure that out. Once you figure that out, who's your audience? Who are you trying to reach? Because that's going to determine the platforms that you're on. Right. Um, For most people, I would say 80% of businesses, unless you're strictly B2B, in which case you're looking at LinkedIn and Facebook, Right. Um, although even Instagram has a, has a benefit there too, but most businesses can get by with Facebook and Instagram being the two big ones, right? Um, Facebook for the 35 and older crowd and Instagram for the teens through the thirties, that number keeps going up and up. I mean, there's a lot of 40 year olds now on Instagram, uh, even 50 year olds, more and more of that age level is going up. Right. Whereas just a few, a couple years ago, it was like only 20 somethings, right. For the most right. part. So um, figuring out what platforms to use. And then the granddaddy of them all is Google. You Google, how do I do this? How do I do that? What is the best time of day to post? What is like, you Google it and you teach yourself. And then step four is staying consistent with it. And that's the hardest part. And actually in the middle there, like step 3.5 would be creativity. So now you got to figure out like, you have to know how to create good graphics. Like there's apps out there you can use, but like figure out, how to create cool images that are modern and updated for your business, um, how to do things with video like Facebook Live, how to edit videos and put words under them so that people, when they're scrolling, if you're talking on a live video or on a recorded video, how do, you, how do people read it if they don't want to have the sound on? That's a big yeah. thing. That is people, a big thing right now. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't turn the sound on, especially at, at night when they're you know, laying in bed reading long tail content, which is the thing to do at night. Uh, because that's when people read long tail content and you put those captions on there. That's stuff that that's a learning curve for business owners. They've got to take the time to invest, you know, sit down on a Sunday afternoon and take two hours every Sunday afternoon to invest in your business. Yeah. But nobody really does that. And it's easier to write a check, but at right. the same time, it, to your point, there's it's Google. That's the great. Right. right. Well, and it's, you know, I think it's smart to, if you feel like, I feel like, I mean, to hire somebody like you is, to- is very smart, but especially for somebody that is 
already truly so busy and that's not that's not the best way for them to spend their time. Right. Um, but I do know that it's good if you literally are really just starting out or maybe restarting, maybe you haven't posted in a year mm-hmm. to at least maybe learn some of it yourself so you can, you get it. <laughs> Cause right. then, then also they can appreciate what somebody like you or I do, you know, and you can understand it. You can have those conversations better. But I think it's smart for somebody to say, okay, I'm going to get started. I'm going to learn some of this on my own. I'm going to do some of the basic stuff on my own. And like you said, have the goals. Like, what am I trying to get people to do? Where do they go to buy things? And then, of course, hopefully, they, if they're so busy with their business doing great things, they can get to the point where they hire somebody. Right. But that's, that's awesome. Yeah. They don't, we always say like our goal for our clients is for you to be so busy, so busy with your business because you're doing well, that you don't have time to do this, right. <laughs> let alone want to do it. And another thing is it's not very expensive. You know, like, I don't know what you charge your clients, but our, you know, it's, it's probably pretty low and we're pretty low. You know, like we're not trying to price gouge. We're not trying to I don't want clients waking up in the morning and being like, oh, we got to pay flip switch again. Like that's the last <laughs> thing I, I want them to do. I want it to be very easy, set it and forget it. But the point is like we have our best clients are the ones that are involved. We have a lot that set it and forget it. They just, they're like, here, yeah. do it. We don't talk to them for months at a time. <laughs> then there's some that every day we have a conversation with them about, about their goals, where they're at, what they're trying to do, the new thing that they've got, whatever's going on. The best ones are the ones that are involved because they're doing some posting they're doing the post that we can't be there to do. Like I'm out on the job site. I'm doing a live video on the job site. Now flip switch comes in and starts doing all the peripheral stuff. And we're looking at it from a 30,000 foot data driven view while you're on the ground as the business owner doing the actual, the minutia, the stuff that we can't be there to do um, because you're in Colorado and we're in Illinois or whatever the case is. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that business owners that take it and like you said, they learn it, they, they do the best they can, but they realize that, there's so much more to it than just posting. That's posting's like 10% of social media. I mean, really, there's so much more that goes into it. Monitoring alone, just keeping, you know, if you don't post, if you don't um, answer people that comment, uh, or especially those that ask questions through either Messenger or through the just comments, if they're asking questions and you don't answer it within 15 minutes, statistically, they're down the road. They're calling, but nobody has any patience. Yeah. What business owner can honestly say that they're answering questions within 15 minutes on Facebook? Very, very few. Right, right. Or or Instagram or anywhere else. So that's the importance of like companies like yours and mine and other agencies where we can be there as that customer service backbone. That's a big portion. That's probably the most popular part of our service is really the monitoring. The posting's great. The creativity's great. But being able to monitor people um, and, and build the audience, the customer service experience for that audience is just yes. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, exactly. It kind of starts there for a lot of people. And yeah. if so if you are out there trying to do this on your own, answer messages quickly. Because yes. <laughs> yeah. you're right, people don't have patience, they scroll fast, they move on fast, and they're gonna move on to something else, unfortunately, if you don't answer. So, That's it. Yeah. You got it. All right. Oh my gosh. What did we not cover? Anything else you want to, anything a else? A million other things. Cause there's a million things with social media. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's a conversation. I, you, you know, you, you and I could talk about this all day, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think the biggest point that I try to just get across to people is just, just start doing it, start creating content, go all in, especially, you know, right now, as this is being recorded, we're in the middle of this pandemic. It looks like we probably got at least another month or so, but start 
jumping in. And even if it's six months from now and you're listening to this and the economy's back to normal and you haven't done it yet, you could have done it when we recorded this six months ago. Yes. So business owners, don't wait. Jump in, get your feet wet. If you find out you don't know what you're doing, there's experts out there to help you. But Google can help so much. And right. you'll, you'll see that there's a lot that goes into it and um, that you could be doing a lot more from a business owner standpoint. But that's that's the best advice that I ever give is just start. Get don't worry about what the content looks like. Like if your video is not perfect and you it's know, not, it's not going to be at first. If you've never done it before, you've never done it before. <laughs> it's not going to be last. I mean, you can do it for years. We're, we're not perfect and we're experts at it, right? You're always going right. to have, you can always do better. You can always do something better, but just start, just get out there and start creating content and have fun with it and, and be yourself and your audience will fall in line. They will, they will love you and you'll start growing that base and you'll start seeing that, you know, social media really can benefit your business if you're not already benefiting from it. So, right. Perfect. Perfect place to stop. Okay. Thank you so much, Dan. Um, before we go though, please tell people where they can find you. So where they can find flip switch, where they can find you on social media, if they want to follow you, whatever you want to tell, tell it now. And of course we will also include it in all the show notes and everything. Sure. So uh, flip switch consulting group, uh, we renamed it. So if you see that on the website and stuff, it's flip switch social media. Um, we do a lot of consulting still, but uh, it's www.flipswitchconsulting.com. Um, new website is coming soon, but that'll always redirect to the new one, even if you hear this later. Um, and then you can find us on all the social media channels, you know, everywhere that social media is, um, even TikTok. So, um, <laughs> you can find us out there, but, uh, I am growing my personal brand. That's a good plug for that too. So yeah. Dean Peterson official is the, is the handle on both Facebook and Instagram. And of course I have a LinkedIn page and all that as well. So uh, find me at Dan Peterson official and um, look for the pink logos and that's how you'll know it's me. Yes. Perfect. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate your time. This was really, really good. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, you guys. Um, I hope you liked that chat with Dan Peterson. That was um, that was really cool. I feel like uh, he had so much to offer, some really good, solid advice for business owners. So thanks again to Dan for being on the show and taking the time. We all really, really appreciate it. I want to remind you, do not forget to head to brittanycrossin.com slash workwithme. Okay. To check out those services we talked about earlier in the show, the, the, the uh, social media strategy sessions and the personal branding coaching, go to brittanycrossin.com slash work with me. And there's a link on that page where you can click and you can schedule a free 30 minute call with me so we can start talking about the magic we're going to make together. <laughs> and remember, give me a follow, give me a follow on TikTok, give me a follow on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, find me in all the places. Okay. <laughs> I would love to connect with you. I'd love for you to send me a message and say hello and tell me that you heard me on the show. I'm here for you. Um, I really appreciate you guys, but I got to get back to the mom life, you know, so <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.